It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top Realtors in the Triangle, Angie Cole, and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. On this part of the program, we're going to cover some of the random little challenges that buyers and sellers face, and I'm curious to see how agents handle these types of problems, and I'm sure you've got good stories about each of these things, Angie, um, and I think this will really showcase some some good problem-solving opportunities for you. Uh, so this is kind of a random list, a hodgepodge that I found on the internet of a couple of different things where it's like, how do you solve this issue for a buyer or a seller? All right, so first one smelly homes. Maybe it's dogs, indoor plants, cooking, a neighbor's scent that wafts over into the cellar space. How do you navigate around a smelly home to make it attractive? Yeah, that that is a tough one, Walter, um, because, of course, whenever I go on a listing appointment, I want to be, you know, courteous and not hurt my potential seller's feelings. Mm-hmm. But, of course, I also need to be honest. Um, so if I do notice, uh, you know, a strong smell, maybe it's a dog, you know, maybe the plants like you mentioned, yeah. I will bring it up. You know, my thing is to try to figure out the source and how we There's can overcome that. There's a lovely wet dog smell yeah. going on here, <laughs> but I'm not sure the listeners will look. That big the, uh... lab next door. No. <laughs> um, so, I mean, for example, figuring out the source, you know, maybe with a dog, maybe give the suggestion of, you know, hey, how about, you know, is there a family member nearby that maybe the dog can go stay with while we mm-hmm. have your home actively on the market and try to work off of that and turn it around to where it's positive, you know, well, then you don't have to worry about every time there's a showing that you have to right. do something with your dog, right? Because they're sure. already staying with family members. Or cleaning and, up the dog hair yeah, and all that kind of exactly. stuff. Exactly. So, um, and that's actually kind of a, it's very common. I have actually sellers without me even asking, they say, you know what, just to make the process easier, we already have a setup where our dog's going to stay mm-hmm. with, you know, our mother-in-law or whoever it might be. Um, if it's plants, indoor plants, move them outside. You know, that's a, a simple fix. You know, if it's strong smells in regards to maybe cooking, you know, hey, let's maybe tone down on this style of cooking. Right. Uh, so it's not no filling. shrimp head stew. Yeah. This week, right? Or especially before showing, like, <laughs> let's not, you know, go crazy with cooking like collard greens or anything, you know? That was um, my dad's specialty, by the way. Oh, they're good. They're my favorite. Shrimp, well, no, the, the shrimp oh, head the shrimp. stew. Yeah. Yes. Ugh, Mom hated weird. it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. it, it was not that great, but it was his favorite thing to cook. And uh, when they were selling their home years and years ago, like, Mom had to put her foot down and be like, no shrimp head stew. Uh, right, right because it clearly will like smelt the home like crazy that was their thing I don't yep. <laughs> um so yeah just you know try to overcome it in regards to okay what can we change to make it better you know light air freshener okay mm-hmm. do not overpower the home with the air fresheners you okay. do not know how many times that i've walked into a home uh, that a home's been on the market and showing our buyers and you open that front door and it hits you in the face sure it's you know there's a point at what you're Overmasking the smell mm-hmm. and it honestly makes it even worse. So that strong vanilla flavor or apple cinnamon flavor right. that's now disguising this wet dog smell, mm-hmm. that's not a good combo. So mm. a light air freshener, um, you know, one big thing too is steam clean your carpets. Okay. A lot of times carpets can really absorb a smell. So sure. go ahead and make sure you're, that you have those steam cleaned as well and even maybe your furniture too if you think the smell has kind of been trapped in the home a little bit. And then just air it out, yeah. fresh air too. Is there? A, do you have a go-to 
go-to smell? I mean, is 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 your favorite lavender or you know some other type? I mean, what what would be your go-to suggestion? Yeah, um, my favorite honestly is just like a vanilla flavor. Okay. I think it's just kind of a homey, you know, soft smell, mm-hmm. and and so that's always my go-to. D- do you believe in the trick of uh, like baking cookies before a buyer comes to visit the home? It it can work, but just don't burn them. <laughs> um, I I before uh, a long, long time ago, I decided I was going to cook cookies for an open house uh-huh. in the home, and the sellers were completely fine with it. Of course, I you know let them go a couple of minutes over, and then there was burn cookie smell throughout the home. Oh my gosh. Um, It became a you know it was a laughing joke, and you know when buyers came through, you know just kind of laughed about it. But right. uh, yeah, it can be a great you know selling feature and make it feel more homey um, and make people want to stay around. But uh, just be careful not to burn your cookies. That's pretty funny. Good tips on how to deal with a smelly home. If you have a smelly home and you're kind of like, ooh, I need some help, <laughs> or you like the guidance uh, that Angie's given here on the show, you can reach out to her by calling or texting 919-538-6477. Angie will help you learn all the ins and the outs when it comes to buying or selling a home here in the area. 919-538-6477. All right, here's another challenge, Angie, and that would be vacant homes. The sellers have already moved out. They took everything with them. It's truly a bare home. Uh, Does that make it harder to sell? How do you combat that problem? Yeah, so it honestly depends on the floor plan in our area because we're in such a wonderful market. A lot of times that is not a setback. But if there is an awkward floor plan, for example, maybe the live room is just designed and it would be hard to understand how to stage it or how to, you know, how would we actually live in this home? Mm -hmm. I would suggest maybe we bring in a piece or two of furniture. Um, Renting furniture, though, from like a big warehouse can actually be very expensive. Um, So a lot of times it's not the best route to take. A lot of times just adding a little of like sprinkle to the home Mm -hmm. can be great, meaning, you know, like a pop of color, maybe, you know, some fake flowers on just the countertop, maybe a hand towel in the bathrooms or bright colored soap, just adding a pop of color to just a bare vacant home can really make it feel a little little bit more homey and also make the pictures turn out better as well instead of just a a blank canvas. So um, in regards to, you know, a vacant home, is it harder to sell? No, I don't think so at all. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and most of the time bringing furniture in is not needed, especially in this market. But just always adding a little bit of color can definitely help. And not just color, but I guess context, right? Like in the bathroom, here's the soap. It just gives you that one familiar item as a buyer to kind of latch your mind on yeah. to. That, that, I can see and, that and being And I think it's that homey feel you right. get to like, oh, someone kind of could live here. You right. know, it's just not a bare like box. Right. So yeah. Just throw a toaster on the counter and yeah, you're yeah. good to go. No, I, I don't know about the toaster, <laughs> but maybe, you know, maybe a little hand towel or, you know, a little cooking utensil. Okay. It, 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 no, it, it does make a lot of <laughs> sense. Um, it, now, what about like, uh, speaking of the kitchen, maybe this is getting too detailed, but uh, if you have a home that had the appliances still in there, that's one thing because then it can still look pretty homey. But if you have a home where maybe the situation was they, they took the appliances with them, there's no oven, there's no refrigerator, I mean truly vacated home – does that present additional challenges? Um, of course. And honestly, that's not something that we typically run into unless it's like a foreclosure and maybe it's just been stripped dry. Uh, the reason being because anything that's built in, you know, a dishwasher, the stove, uh, maybe the range hood or the microwave, mm-hmm. those are understood to be fixtures and they convey right. with the home. So I typically don't run into that problem. But if 
that were the case, um, it, it could create some, you know, setback. Reason being because automatically buyers are thinking of additional costs. Just throwing a few more thousand dollars onto the purchase price. Most definitely. Um, you know, and so, you know, I would actually give this suggestion, you know, to the seller, like, hey, let's, you know, go get a low end, you know, stove. Let's go get a, mm. you know, just having those appliances there are very important for sure. Right. If you can put in the buyer's mind that they're going to need to, at some point, upgrade. That's a lot different than, hey, from scratch, we're going right. to have to go ahead and immediately buy appliances. Because people want a home that's ready to move in. Right. So without those appliances, you know, yep. you're going to be eating out every day. <laughs> I actually, when, when I bought my first home, I remember that exactly. There were two homes. One had appliances. One didn't. And it was so much more attractive to the one that already had them because I knew that was just one less thing I had to worry about. Yep. And I was just going to say, okay, well, in a couple of years, we'll upgrade these as they break down because they were old and they weren't the nicest. But it was like, hey, at least they're there and we can cook. You know. <laughs> that, no, that's very true. And I, I, I know I've mentioned this before, but when buyers are walking through a home, they're not trying to fall in love with the home. They typically are trying to eliminate homes right. from their list to find which one was the best home. So, of course, the one with appliances probably stood out above the one without appliances. Yeah, the one with out has a higher chance of the X getting at it. Exactly. Uh, good tips. Again, if you want to get in touch with Angie Cole, you can call or text her at 919-538-6477. That's 919-538-6477. We're talking about some of the, the random just sort of challenges that pop up when you're trying to buy or sell a home. Uh, and here in the Triangle, we're getting great stories from Angie Cole, your local real estate agent to turn to here in the area. Another situation we run into, Angie, is when kids are kind of dominating. You're trying to sell your home, but you've got kids running rampant and throwing toys everywhere. Buyer wants to come by and look at the home. You don't have time to go shoving everything into a closet, or maybe that's all you have time for. How do families with kids try to stage their home and still be able to live in it at the same time? I've got to imagine that's one of the major challenges. It is, and I see it all the time because, you know, we sell a lot of homes that, you know, are families with children, uh, a lot of little kids too. And of course, they all have a million toys. So uh, my suggestion would be to limit the toy count. Mm -hmm. So, okay, what toys do your kids play with most? Let's leave those out. Let's go ahead and pack the rest of them up. Put yeah. them into storage. You know, even storing in boxes in your garage is completely fine or in the attic. Um, but, you know, let's go ahead and, you know, be minimalistic, narrow down the toy count. Um, so then it's not as hard to clean up whenever there's a showing. Um, and whenever there's a showing, you know, I say have a toy chest throw everything really quick in a toy chest, um, or just have a certain place where you kind of hide away the toys. I, I cannot stand when I see like pictures of homes and there's a room and the whole edge of the room is lined with toys. <laughs> like it just drives me crazy. Um, so find something, you know, a little bit better of a setup. If it is just kind of mm -hmm. moving everything to the garage during showings, I would rather the interior be more, you know, minimalistic, more vacant. Um, another, you know, great tip could be require an hour notice. So, you know, you're not stressed out that, hey, someone's sitting in your driveway, they want to see your home now, and you're running around like a mad person oh, trying wow, to clean up. Yeah. Um, so require an hour notice before showings. So that does give you time to get the home in order, um, in order for the showings to take place. Because, you know, when your home is showing, or there is a home showing, you have that one chance, right. you know, so you want the home to present itself the best possible. Yeah. This kind of goes back to the dog's example. But I think whether it's dogs or kids or whatever, I th this is probably a good story to share. Uh, when I was looking for, for my first home, I remember one of the houses that we went and looked at, 
the the person selling the home had dogs and wanted to follow their real estate agent's advice of like you shouldn't be present in the home when the buyer's coming through you need to you need to clear right. out but i guess for for whatever reason couldn't leave the house when we came to look and because she had her dogs and i guess couldn't take them or i forget exactly what the situation was but so what she did is just went in the backyard with the dogs and just was like hanging out in the backyard while we looked at the home but then That's so awkward. we didn't want to go into the backyard <laughs> right. and the backyard was one of the most important selling features you, of the yeah. home to me. Right. And so it was already sort of this kind of, mm, okay, well, let's just leave. This feels awkward. Uh, when looking yes. back, like it was a nice home. I probably would have considered it much higher in, in the list if I'd just been able to you kind had of the enjoy opportunity. it. Yeah. Right. And that's one of the discussions I have whenever I go on a listing appointment is, you know, we talk about this is the way that showings will work. I tell them and I make a joke about it. Don't be present. It's weird for you. Weird for the buyer walking through. Yep. You know, they're not going to buy your home if you're staring them down. I've been on the flip side of it where, you know, I was showing a buyer and I had the seller almost like in my face following us around. And it was just so uncomfortable. Yeah. And, you know, the buyers don't feel like they can naturally talk about the home. You know, it's just they will be in and out and they will not buy your home but for that mm-hmm. same reason um, and same thing for dog toys dog food and dog toys kind of like kid toys hide those items so whenever there's a showing that will take place you know just take the dog food and just hide it in the garage or you know just gather up all the mm-hmm. toys in the big dog bed and just kind of tuck it away um, that's just one of those things too because if I, I love animals, um, but mm-hmm. not everyone is a dog person right. and so if you have this huge dog bed you know all these toys I think people's mindsets can be like oh this home smells like dog if they're not a dog person you know um so once again or if they're not a kid person (laughs) oh you know this home is run down from the kids and all their sticky fingers you know whatever it might be but um you just want the future buyer to be able to imagine themselves in the home so just minimalistic and depersonalizing and depersonalizing also means your life in the sense Mm -hmm. of animals and kids um is best when it comes to showing a home Yep, it makes a lot of sense. Again, if you are seeking this kind of guidance as you're trying to buy or sell a home here in the Triangle, I'll invite you to get in touch with Angie Cole by calling 919-538-6477. You can also text Angie at that number as well with maybe your question or with a request to to talk and have a consultation. 919-538-6477. Just to chat about whatever challenges you might be facing or if you'd like to buy or sell a home in the area and need help from an agent, Angie can do that for you. 919-538-6477. Again, your number to call or text 919-538-6477. More coming up on the Savvy Realtor with Angie Cole. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. In Apex, Porter says, how do you determine what to offer on a home? How do you spot negotiating room versus a situation where you should offer asking price? Or maybe in the case that you just talked about, maybe more in some cases. How do you determine you know, what to make that offer, especially in today's market? So, Porter, um, the first thing that I would look at would be days on the market. So, if the home has just hit the market, more than likely you need to make a strong offer being at you know asking price or maybe even above uh, ask those questions or your realtor should ask the questions in regards to is there other offers on the table Mm -hmm. so if you are the only offer that has been made normally there's some wiggle room there 
But if there's another offer, you know, more than two, typically you might have to go at or above list price. Another thing to focus on would be comparables as well. And so with looking at comparables, you know, your real estate agent should share with you, you know, this is what's going on in this specific location. Mm -hmm. Here are my suggestions as far as a price point. You know, we want you to get the home, but we also want to make sure that you're not overpaying just because of future resale. Right. So days on market, and more than likely, the longer a home sits on the market, as far as days on market, probably the less you can offer. You know, I, I would uh, assume that the seller should be a little bit more motivated to get their home moved mm-hmm. and closed and under contract the longer it, it has sat on the market. So focus on days on market and also comparables when it comes to deciding how to go about negotiating and making your offer. You've been on the uh, market for six months. It's unlikely that you're going to then be competing with three other offers in one weekend. So uh, you can very come true. in with that less strong And offer. sometimes sometimes it does happen. Um, but that is one thing I often have have to explain to my sellers as well because you know I had one actually this past week where they've been on the market now for about 14 days uh, they got an offer and they were almost wanting to be firm on their list price and I told them I said guys now we have one offer on the table you know normally your first offer that you get is going to be your best offer so let's strongly try to work this thing out and let's negotiate yeah. with these clients just because you know the expectation of getting a full price offer when your home's been on the market for 14 days sure. is probably not going to happen Right. Yep. That's a great point. More coming up on the Savvy Realtor with Angie Cole. Let's shine a little light on some of the Triangle's best areas right here on the Neighborhood Spotlight. Well, this is the part of the show where we feature a great neighborhood here in the Triangle and learn some new things about it, get a great analysis from Angie Cole about the neighborhood, what the homes are selling for in the area, some of the amenities and features and all that good stuff. So, Angie, where are we going this week on the Neighborhood Spotlight? So we are going to Raleigh, um, right over near the Briar Creek area. So the neighborhood that is the neighborhood spotlight is called Mulberry Park, and it's kind of tucked behind Briar Creek, right off of like ACC Boulevard, that area. So wonderful location in regards to kind of a little bit of privacy. You don't get the drive-by and busy Mm -hmm. traffic of the Briar Creek area, but you are seriously within two minutes of Briar Creek. So, you know, of course, there's all the shopping, the restaurants, a movie theater. I mean, you could live in the Briar Creek area and just stay in the Briar Creek area. Exactly. Uh, Which is, you know, then super close to Crabtree Mall, you know, or if you want to go to the airport. So it's just a perfect location, you know, to live. So once again, Mulberry Park and Mulberry Park uh, consists of all townhomes. So they are 1,600 square feet up to 1,900 square feet. We have both one and two car garage townhomes. They range in price point from anywhere around two hundred thousand up to about two hundred fifty thousand, and they were built two thousand six to two thousand twelve. So the neighborhood okay. is completed. Any of the you know turnover or inventory homes that come on the market are resales, but the normal home that hits the market there they go very very quick. Um, average days on the market has been around twenty five days. Some of them are going in three days, five days, um, but they just you know once they hit the market they are going really quickly yeah um, i mentioned that there's the one active home but there's also five that are under contract so that shows you 
how quickly that neighborhood is moving and shaking. So just a really nice townhome neighborhood. Um, and once again, the location is spectacular. Yeah, really good little spot there. And these are these are nice townhomes. I mean, this is a nice, not only area to be in, but then the actual townhome neighborhood itself is also very nice. It is. And well, Captain, you know, like I mentioned, that neighborhood is selling very quick. So if you are a seller in Mulberry Park and you're thinking about potentially putting your home on the market and you want to get an idea of the value of your home, or if you're just in the surrounding areas, you can text the word listing to the phone number 555-888 to get an idea of the value of your home. That's always kind of the first step to get started when you're thinking about listing your home and if now is a good time to sell, which it of course is, especially in Mulberry Park. So once again, if you want to get an idea of the value of your home, just text the word listing to the phone number 555-888. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. Listen to past podcast episodes on the website, read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919 578 3128.